The church is the pillar and support of truth. It's only in God we can find peace through Christ Jesus. God does not dwell in houses of brick of mortar. He dwells in our hearts. Join Word versus World every Sunday at 8 a.m. on 92.5 in Nugu's Dream FM. Word versus World. Rightly dividing the truth of God's Word. Word versus world sponsored by friends and lovers of the gospel Have a blessed day, everyone. <laughs> uh, we're here in Word versus World, and we are sure that the Lord is about to do us good um, because in this program, we take worldly concepts and ideas and x-ray them using the truth of God's Word to ensure that every believer is fully equipped with um, necessary resources to live balanced Christian life. So um, as you're joining us this morning, we do believe that you will be richly blessed and on the path to transformation and renewal. Um, we have actually been on the series, Gospel of Christ, the Gospel of Christ, and we've established over the weeks that the gospel in literal terms means good news, um, good announcements, good, good pronouncements, good um, message, and um, the gospel is all about Christ. Nothing added, nothing taken away from Christ. That is the gospel. And of course, over the weeks, we have also established that um, for one to want to share this gospel, you need to have a, you need to have compassion. You need to have love for the the people who are going to um, benefit the hearers, and also you need to have a burden. For the souls. Um, furthermore, we went on, particularly last week, to talk about the full gospel, and um, we 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 were actually encouraged to ensure that in our teachings and in our listening, really, we actually give place to the full gospel, which talks about repentance, which talks about um, growing and becoming like Jesus. Because here, Pastor Udu has, um, you know repeatedly told us that a, a Christian, really, what a Christian has to do is just to be like Jesus. That is the whole essence of Christianity, to be like Jesus. Okay, today we're actually on um, the topic, another gospel, another gospel. So we'll be coming at the series from that angle this morning, another gospel. Um, so there's a scripture here. And Pastor Udu is in the house. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sister. Good to be here again. Welcome, listeners. Yes, sir. Um, so, Pastor, there's this scripture in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 8. Okay. And the Bible says that, But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we already preached to you, he is to be accursed. Yep. You know, when I read that, it's, it's scary. As in, they are saying woe to the person. True. You know, so, um, now my, my, my question is this. If, you know, um, there is such a, a scary scripture, how, how does, what exactly is another gospel so that, you know, one doesn't get onto the wrong side of the scripture? Okay. Um, I, I like the fact that you said it's scary because if we understand the gravity of teaching uh, another gospel, if you understand the danger, if we understand what it does to the life of people, then um, what Paul said will make a lot of sense to us. However, there's still another, there are a lot of scriptures that, you know, Paul actually placed uh, a curse on anyone who teaches another gospel. Now, if you read 2 Corinthians chapter um, 11, I'm, I'm going to read for from verse 1. It says, I wish that you bear with me in a little foolishness, but indeed you are bearing with me. He said, for I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I betrothed you to one husband, so that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. He said, but I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity to devotion of Christ. Now listen to this in verse um, 4. He said, for, for if 
one comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached. Now, so there is another Jesus. There is the real Jesus, but there is another Jesus. Yeah. It's if one comes to preach another Jesus, or you receive a different spirit, uh, which you have not received. Now, there is another spirit. Remember, the only spirit a Christian is supposed to have is called the Holy Spirit. However, people receive another spirit. Now, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, is a bear this uh you say you bear this uh beautifully you see if i consider myself not in the least inferior to um uh the most eminent apostles and all that now what are we saying there is a teaching of another gospel and paul said see look at that verse four there is uh first another jesus there is another spirit then there's another gospel actually it comes from bottom to the top it's okay. actually another gospel another spirit and another jesus now look at it then. But when we read it like this is uh there's another Jesus, there is another spirit, then there is a different gospel. Ah, uh, but you have to receive the gospel first before you get those other two. Okay. So it's from bottom to top. Now so people can come and preach another gospel. And so there's now before I even define what another gospel is, like you rightly said, Galatians chapter one, verse six, it says I'm astonished that uh, you are so quickly deserting him who called you. In the grace of Christ, so, and turning to a different gospel. Mm. Now, so there were people who were turning to a different gospel. That's Galatians chapter one, verse six. Then, if you go to Galatians five seven to eight, it says, "You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from Him who calls you." So they were doing well before. The, if you see the the tune that Paul used in speaking to the church in Galatia, you'd be amazed. You know, for the Corinthians, he was soft with them. But when he came to the church in Galatia, you know, to the Galatians, he was very hard on them. Why? Because another gospel had crept in. So he was very, very hard on them. You go to uh, Galatians chapter, uh, still, yes, Galatians chapter 3. Please read from uh, 1 to 5, where it says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. As crucified, he said, Let me ask you only this Did you receive the Holy Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? He said, Are you so foolish, having begun with the Spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain, does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Now, you see, hearing it with faith and works of the law there. Read Galatians chapter 4. Uh, read verse 9 to 15. Paul also talks of, if you read towards the end, okay, let me just read. They say, but now you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God. How can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elements, uh, principles of the world? Whose slaves uh, you want to be once more? They say, you observe days and months and all that. He now says, brothers, I entreat you, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know it was because of a bodily amen that I preached the gospel at first to you. Now Paul was lamenting. So as you read throughout scripture, First um, Timothy chapter 1 verse 3, it says, I urge you um, when I was going to Macedonia, it says, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach a different gospel. So that why, why did Paul leave uh, Timothy in Ephesus? Because there were people who were waiting to teach a different gospel. In fact, I think it is in Acts that Paul said there are people who cannot wait for him to leave because they want they just want to devour the sheep. The sheep. So how will they do that? Is by teaching a different gospel. Now, so Paul left Timothy in Ephesus so that Timothy will continue. Remember, he said to Timothy, "The things that you have heard me teach in presence of many witnesses." They say, commit such things to faithful men. And those men will commit it to others. That is how the truth will spread. But Timothy has to be on ground. The same thing he did with uh, Titus. He left Titus in Crete. Because if you don't leave somebody there, there are people who will come and will teach another gospel. So all over scripture, um, the teaching of another gospel. And you see something. I'm going to define what another gospel is very shortly. Just uh, be patient with me. You see, the teaching of another gospel is um, is like this. Satan is not uh, Satan cannot initiate anything. 
what he does at best is he perverses things and he uh, imitates, you know. So you see from um, um, just all over scripture, whatever God is doing, Satan tries to do something similar. There is a preaching of the gospel. Then there is a preaching of another gospel. There is the Holy Spirit. There is also another spirit. Hmm? Then you, you, you know that the Bible talks of um, somewhere in um, Revelation chapter 2. Yes, the Bible talks of the deep things of Christ. Now, Satan also has deep teachings. Why Jesus has, Christ has his deep things, deep teachings, Satan also has deep teachings. Uh, why we have the church, Satan, uh, in Revelations, you see the synagogue of Satan. So anything we are doing, you always see that perversion or that, you know, um, imitation, but not the correct one. Now, let me go straight to your question. Back first, let me read that Second Corinthians again. It talks of another Jesus. It talks of another spirit and it talks of another gospel now another jesus is the jesus without the cross which a lot of people teach there's a message i was preparing this morning i hope i'll, t- I'll teach this maybe next week evening the- during our evening broadcast on popular promises on popular promises i'll tell you why 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 uh, got that where i got that topic from I discovered that the Bible has a lot of promises. And there are promises that, for example, Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles. It's a promise of Jesus. But that's unpopular. The promises we see is Psalm 91, Psalm 90, what, what's those Psalms again? Psalm 23, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, you mm-hmm. know. Those are the popular promises, but they are unpopular promises. Let me not get into that. There is a teaching of another Jesus. Another Jesus is... The Jesus without the cross. Another Jesus is the Jesus without the cross. Then there is the... Because you hear people... Jesus said it clearly. That if you want to follow me, you take up your cross. However, I can teach you a Jesus without the cross. You know what the Bible says? The Bible talks of... It says the road is what? Narrow. The road that leads to the kingdom of God Mm. is narrow. Right? Then the one that leads to destruction is what? White. Is white. But pastors can make the road white. Why? Because we want more people on that road. No. You can't have more people on that road. The Bible says few are on that road. But the one that leads to destruction? Many. Many. Well, I can make the road white. How do I make the road white? I can teach you another Jesus. When I start teaching a Jesus without the cross, when I start teaching you a Jesus that says, come as you are and remain as you are, and it doesn't matter... What I'm doing is that I'm making the road wide. No, the road is not supposed to be wide. Let's leave it narrow. If you leave it narrow the way it is, then you will know that you need the help of the Holy Spirit to go through that road. The reason uh, we are not engaging or, you know, t- you know, engaging the Holy Spirit that is in us is because we've made the road wide. So there is no hatred for sin. You know, there is no excuse for sin. You are not supposed to excuse your sin because there's no excuse. Paul say, oh man, that is inexcusable. The, the New Testament Christian has no excuse. Why? You have the Holy Spirit. And we said over time that what Jesus came is not necessarily to forgive your sin. It's to save you from sin. It's salvation from sin. Matthew chapter 1 verse 28. So there is another Jesus and that Jesus is the Jesus without the cross. That you see this is your Christian life. Just, just, just continue. God understands. No, you have to carry your cross. There is a cross to be carried. Now, when I teach you a Christianity without the cross, what I'm doing is that I'm teaching you another Jesus, which is, which is a Jesus without the cross. Then there's another spirit. It's a spirit without holiness. It's a spirit without holiness. You know what the Holy Spirit is called? Holy spirit. It's called Holy Spirit. <laughs> why is it called Holy Spirit? I think we should ask ourselves. Don't forget that it's also our helper. So why, do, that, why, do, why is it not called helping spirits? Because if the Holy Spirit is in you, there are things that will be produced from you. Holiness is one of them. Which is a major thing anyway. That's why it's called Holy Spirit. So I can teach you another, I can, you can receive another spirit, which is not Holy Spirit. Right? Good. Then there is now another gospel. What is another gospel? Another gospel is a gospel that we teach that does not come with repentance. It's a gospel without repentance. 
That's what another gospel is. If you read carefully what Paul, in fact, when he wrote to the Galatians, he defined there's another definition for another gospel. When Paul wrote to the Galatians, this was what he said. He said, uh, you have started very well. You started in the spirit. He talks of uh, the, uh, the salvation by faith. In fact, if you read Ephesians chapter 2, it talks of salvation is a gift and that gift comes, it comes through grace by faith. Right? Good. So what is another gospel? I've said is another, another gospel is a gospel without repentance. Where I tell you, you don't need to repent. Just accept the gospel and you are saved. No. John the Baptist preached repentance. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That was the announcement of the good news. The good news, don't forget, is the announcement, is a message from God. Is a message from heaven about a man called Jesus. Is a message that somebody brought. So John brought that good news. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven. Now, that is for you to get access, for you to be a, a, a citizen of this kingdom. This is one thing you must do. You must repent. But I can teach you another gospel. And it's a gospel without repentance. Now, however, there were people who also got into another gospel. They got, they repented, um, they started well by faith because repentance, uh, we said, is stop, uh, change your ways, and begin to follow God, right? There is the, that Galatians that we read earlier, Paul talked about, um, he said you started in the spirit. How do you now want to perfect in the flesh? In fact, a translation says you started very well. That is, you believe that Jesus died for you. You believe that he took away your sins. So how come that you now start, you now want to keep laws, uh, Sabbath days, uh, new moon, and all those things? You know, these were people who, yeah, remember I said when we started this series, that the fact that you hear the gospel does not mean, that does not, it's not a one-off thing. You continue to hear the gospel. The good news, you hear the good news until you die. Otherwise, you will be like the people in Galatia that heard the good news, that started well, but along the line, they started sowing seeds to get a miracle. That's another gospel. Another gospel is when you now get people into works. It's when you tell people that salvation is by works. That is another gospel. Salvation is by faith from beginning to the end. Faith in Jesus. That is what salvation is. So what is another gospel? Another gospel is when I tell you Please listen. Is when I tell you that you have to do this for God to do this for you. So you'll be surprised that even at the time, Peter was almost teaching another gospel. Yeah, Peter was almost teaching another gospel. And you know what Paul said? He said, Anyone who teaches another gospel, that is scripture, let that person be accursed. Let that, if, if, I, if we were to use it in, a, in our local parlance, eh, I hope this will not sound. Peter, what Paul said, God punish you. Mm. That's what Paul said. If you teach another gospel, God punish you. That's in our local parlance. Well, let's use Bible. Let the person be accursed. That one sounds good. But the person is cursed. Mm -hmm. If you teach another gospel, why? The gospel is not about you. The God see, you know, Pastor Ba was here and he talked about the power in the gospel. It's the simplicity. Just tell people about Christ. Tell people about the faith that they must put in Christ. That is where salvation comes from. But no, what they did was that um, they started teaching people how to, before you will eat, you will wash your hands, you will observe this, you will do this, you will do that. You know, and gradually, the people were getting into all those rituals. Gradually, they were getting into all those rituals. So what is another gospel? First, Another gospel is a gospel that is presented to you and they tell you repentance is not needed. No. John the Baptist preached repentance. Jesus preached repentance. The apostles from Paul down, they all preached repentance. That's another gospel. Another gospel is those who actually started in faith. They started well. But along the line, they deviated and they started, you know, they got into um, salvation by works. Let's not forget that salvation is an ongoing thing. We have said you are saved, you are being saved, and you will be saved. Now, this three in this process that is saved, being saved, and ultimately is all by faith in Christ Jesus. Mm. So that is what another gospel is. What I've done now, I've I've, I've told you what another Jesus is, mm. what another spirit is, <coughs> then what 
another gospel is. And funny enough, a lot of people are buying into this another gospel thing because it sounds good. The true gospel is too good to be true. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's too good to be true. Just believe and leave the rest for God. Somebody say, what about my past? You can do nothing about your past. Leave it for God. Leave it for Jesus. He knows how to go to your past. And no, because a lot of people are afraid of their past. So they think that doing works, you know, will help the past. No, you are, you are only complicating issues. The one who can go to the past, the yesterday, the today, the forever, can do, can do things concerning your past. So what do you do? Continue in faith. Keep trusting in Christ. Keep believing in Him. As He gives you light, repent where necessary. But listen, the preaching of another gospel, we must resist it first, and we must never preach it. All right, thank you so much, sir. Um, please let me read this, you know, um, this scripture, Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6. And this is the King James Version. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ, into another gospel, which you had read earlier. Yeah. And, you know, the, the question here is, um, what what kind of people what state of heart would someone have that will make him to to you know to be so easily removed and deceived and you know convinced into accepting another gospel because i mean i'm thinking okay i have to be sure that i'm living the right you know believing the right thing okay. so what could get me to that point where i easily believe another gospel focus focus um where is your focus you know is um it's all about focus okay if if your focus is not christ if you're not focusing on christ then you will easily get into another gospel listen christians are looking for too many things in fact we want to use jesus to get things this is what i if if you come, you see, uh, like somebody will say, well, I know why you have come to this church. You have come to look for money and you will get money. No, you don't go to church to look for money. You don't go to church to look for a husband. You don't go to church to look for a wife. You don't go to a church to look for a child. You don't go to a church because they promise you a miracle job. No. Why do you go to church? Because you want to know God. Hmm. That's the only reason. Any other reason. What did the Bible say? It said, where two or three are gathered. How? In name. my name. Mm. You can be gathered for you you can you can get into a gathering that is not in the name of Jesus. However, they use the name of Jesus to get things. Yes, it is possible that a gathering is not in the name of Jesus, but they are just using the name of Jesus to get things. Jesus said, Where two or three are gathered, that's a quorum. Two or three are gathered, then Jesus is there. And anywhere Jesus is, there's a powerful meeting. Anywhere Jesus is is a powerful meeting. So, if, however, you can gather because of breakthrough, you can gather because of healing. He didn't say where two, or, where two or three people are gathered in the name of healing. No. But where he is, there will be healing. I don't know if you understand. The mm -hmm. Bible says, while Jesus was teaching, the power of God was present to heal. So, what should be my drive? My drive, my focus is that I want to know him. You know, so when people gather for this, when our hearts, when our hearts is um for miracles when our heart is for breakthrough you know and for other things you will listen you cannot help it you will get into another gospel because you're going to be presented with options outside of christ so that's why they can tell people sow seeds and uh, uh, uh and you will get a job sow seeds and you come out of poverty is another is a teaching of another gospel what you're saying is that the, the, that G, the Bible says we know that uh, we know the grace of God towards us, that though he was rich, both for our sakes, for our sake, he became poor, that through his poverty we might become rich. So when they tell you oh, light seven candles at night, you've gotten into another gospel. Now why? Because, because, see, this is a simple reason. Your heart is not stayed on Christ. You are looking for other things. You are looking for other things. And, and the devil understands this so much. So what it does is that he, he then who, is not, who doesn't have troubles? We all have troubles. The apostles had troubles. But their focus was Christ. So again, we must come to that point and begin to ask ourselves, if you don't want to accept that gospel, 
that's another gospel. If you don't want to accept it, you must come and ask yourself, what do I want as a Christian? And you must answer the question, I want nothing but Christ. Maybe from next week, we'll start the new series on learning Christ. That is the only thing you want. The, the best that God has given to... What's the best thing that God gave to us? Jesus. It's Jesus. Nothing else. He's not going to give you any other thing more than Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his best. His best is Jesus. He's not going to give you any other thing. He doesn't promise you a house. No, he doesn't owe you a house. No, he doesn't owe you a house. You come into Christ, and if he sees that that is your focus, then he says, he said it by himself, other things shall be added. But he knows that people are coming for the other things. So everybody is folding his hands and he's looking at everyone. And we're looking at him. And you harass him and harass him and harass him. Fine, he gives you, but since the Bible says, give them what they asked for, meat, but sent what leanness to their soul. So he gives them something that is not a blessing to them. Right? So, the why people get into another gospel is simply because maybe they started well, but along the line, they started looking for other things. They started, look, they started looking for money. They started looking for prosperity. They started looking for other things. As a pastor, I can get into another gospel when I start, when I have a focus on a big church that I want people to come to my church. So, I start teaching another gospel. Listen, you're going to get a lot of people if you teach another Jesus. A Jesus without the cross. Huh. No, why, why won't people come? Nobody wants, nobody wants to be responsible. The natural man doesn't want to be responsible. So if I teach you a Jesus, another Jesus, which I said is a Jesus without the cross. But when Jesus was teaching, he said, if you want to follow me, you will hate your father, you will hate your mother. You must carry your cross. You hate your own life. How can somebody come to me and say, I want to come to your church, I want to be a member of your church, and I say to the person, sell all that you have and give to the poor, then come and follow me. I'm not looking for members. But you see, the church of Christ is not the quantity, it's the quality of the people. Yeah. It's the quality of the people. That is, for, that, for those few that are on, the, on that narrow road, you can be sure of their quality. But you see that road that leads to destruction. You know, I, I told you of that road earlier. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. the, the road is narrow. Jesus said it by himself. In fact, when John the Baptist said that uh, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence takes it by force, see, many are pressing to get in. It's a narrow road. And the truth is, you cannot get into that road. It's so narrow, you cannot get into it. That you need the way himself, who is Christ, to take you through that road. You need the way. But, like I said, we as preachers, we are... We are you know, we are walking there at night to expand the road. We are making it uh, 12 lanes so that people can come. And how do we do that? We tell them that they don't need the cross. Now, when I talk of the cross, I'm not talking of the one that Jesus hung on. I'm talking of your own cross. There is the cross of Christ. Then there is your own cross that you carry. That cross of dying to self. That cross of, you know, you walk, you, by, by the Holy Spirit, you are walking on, you are dying daily. You are dying daily. So what, what do we preach? You see, uh, the, the, an, another gospel is we, we come and we preach most times is psychology. What does psychology teach? Security. Yes, psychology is around three things. Security. Uh, uh, security. There, there is another one. Um, uh, security, prosperity, and all. Three things that psychology teaches. So if I start teaching you those three things, right? I get into another gospel. So we teach a lot of, yes, security, significance, and success. You know, there are a lot of churches to this significance, success, and security. How you can secure your future. No, your future is only secured in Christ. You can't secure your future. It's not, is it your life? The, the Bible says the life that you live is not your own. So how do you want to secure it? If it says nobody is breathing tomorrow, nobody will breathe tomorrow. And it doesn't change him as God. Sometimes we only praise him as God when we see the good things that he does. If he says the whole of Enugu is going to die tomorrow, nothing will happen. It doesn't change him as God. He remains God. Right? So, how do I want to secure a future that I don't know? Do I know what will happen tomorrow? So, why do I want to secure a future that I don't know? I don't know what will happen tomorrow. I don't know what will happen in 2023. I, I Sincerely, I don't know. I believe there were people earlier in my village who, who said they were going to complete their house before December. But 
God was planning something else. And there was a, the, the flood came. Of course, that vision has been kept aside. Right? I believe there were there are students who already marked that in 2022. They will graduate, but Asu had another plan. Right? So why do you why do you think you have a future that you can control? We think we teach these things. These are not this is not Christianity, it's psychology. Security, significance, and success. And that is a teaching of another gospel. The real gospel teaches that you carry your cross. And anybody who carries his cross is going just it's going to one destination. Where? To die. Die to what? Die to self. That's where we're going to. So people get into that another gospel quickly. As soon as you take your eyes off Jesus. If it is not Jesus, again, please, next week, please stay with us. We're going to start that series by the grace of God. If the Lord permits, we're going to start it. Learning Jesus. You must learn Christ. You must learn Christ. Then he says, if that is your focus, then other things shall be added. Um, you know, thank you, sir. Um, the I'm going back to you know the the first comment I said. I said that I'm um, having read that scripture that it is scary, you know. And I'm thinking now, and I'm, as I'm sure some other listeners are thinking, okay. So as a pastor, because Paul actually was talking about people who preach. Those are the people he said will be accursed. Anyone who preaches another gospel. Mm -hmm. Now, as a pastor, as a teacher of the gospel, um, why would you preach another gospel? Is it out of ignorance? Like you don't know this is another gospel. You don't know the consequences. Why would anyone do that? Okay. Um, I, I think when we... We were talking about the full gospel last week. I think yeah, there was a similar question. I was still going through that message again. Um, um, somebody asked the question with respect to uh, the sister told him something about uh, if he stops being tight and all that. And I, 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 in fact, I said that's not the gospel, which is true. So why would somebody go into? Okay, you asked the question last week. Why would people teach a half gospel? Do they do it deliberately? Now, sometimes, you know, um, Christianity is like this. Is um, the Bible talks of us walking, walking in the light. That is, is progressive. Hmm? Um, what's his name now? Um, is he Ap is he Apollos? Uh, no, this guy that they called aside and they taught him accurately. I've forgotten his name now. You know, he was teaching. I think it was Apollos. He was teaching very well. You know, but somebody was looking at him and said, "This thing that it's not that it's not correct, but you have to balance it." Uh, that's Priscilla and Aquila. You know, they called him aside and they said, "Come, this thing you are teaching." The Bible said they taught him accurate the scriptures more accurately. Right? Good. So it's progressive. Now that's one set of people. The as they get new lights. Uh, we've seen people come out and say, this thing I was teaching is rubbish. Mm. Now, prominent people, mm. right? Oh, that this thing I was teaching is rubbish. In fact, there's one very popular one that was saying, uh, uh, you need to, uh, uh, most of them are Americans. Uh, you know, we've, uh, we've hardly seen Nigerians come out. I'm not saying they don't, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but I've hardly seen a Nigerian come out to say, this thing I was teaching is rubbish. Okay, I think I've seen one. Mm. Yes, I've seen one, yes. Uh, but most American, most the people I'm talking to are in America. And he come out one said, these things I've been teaching is wrong. What was he teaching that? Oh, if you, you need to say, sow a hundred dollars to get this. You need to sow this to get this. And he said, that teaching is wrong. Right? Um, came out the other day and he also said something that, oh, he's been teaching this, but it's wrong. Right? And he does, he wants people to focus on the grace of Christ and all that. Now, good. That's why I said it's progressive. As you walk in the lights and your heart is open, the Lord gives you lights. Now, so there, there, there's a first set of people that is not a deliberate thing for them to teach another gospel. It's just the light available to them at that point. Okay. However, as they grow, as they progress, right, they now begin to see Jesus in other ways, right? Good. So there are people who don't believe that a Christian should uh, uh, should. Uh, there's what they call suffering. Uh, I, I was teaching online yesterday, and I talked of the suffering there's a suffering for christ 
right? There are Christians who don't believe. I believe I believe it with the whole of my heart. I believe it. Let me read the scripture for you to show you. Uh, that's uh, Philippians chapter 1 verse 9. Uh, sorry, Philippians chapter 1 verse 20. I think that's verse 29. Yes, Philippians 1. Well, let me even start from verse 28. It says in, that's Philippians 1, 28 and 29. It says, in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them, but of salvation for you. And that too from God. Now listen to verse 29. It says, For you too it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to do what? Suffer for his sake. So we suffer for the sake of Christ. And this is the Bible. And I believe it with the whole of my heart. I do believe it with the whole of my heart. But we hardly get into this one. So as you walk uh, with God, that progressive walk, you will see these things and you begin to teach now. So you teach the complete gospel. Good. Now there are people who deliberately come, you know, and teach another gospel. There are people who that, that's why Paul said, he said they are waiting for me to leave. So that when they come, he said they are not going to spare the ship. You know, they are just waiting for me to leave. That was why Paul, you know, this is what Paul did. Everywhere he you know he left, he would plant somebody there, he would plant a disciple there. He left Timothy in Ephesus. Timothy would be able to defend, you know, the truth, right? He kept, um, what was his name, um, Titus in Christ. Titus would be able to defend the truth. You know, he has left some of us in Enugu, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there are people all over. There are people in Delta. There are people in uh, Sokoto. There are people in, now, he leaves people to defend the truth. Now, so there are people who deliberately come to teach another gospel. Don't forget, Jude said something. Uh, read, Jude has just one chapter. He said there are people who have warmed their way into your churches. And they are teaching something. What are they teaching? That the grace of God, the grace of God allows us to live immoral lives. Go and read it. It's in the book of Jude. Jude has just one chapter. He said some people have, in fact, the New Living Translation says they have crept into your churches. They crept in. And they are teaching. They are teachers. They grow in the ranks. What somebody calls the corporate spirit. Uh, uh, corporate spiritual ladder. They grow in the ranks and they begin to teach these things. You know? So, there are people who deliberately do that. But don't worry, those people, their destruction has been planned uh, long before they even started. Right? So, there, there are two sets of people I've, I've mentioned now. There is a set of people who are walking, you know, that progressive walk. That walk in the light. And as they walk, they see new things. As they walk, they see new things. Right? But, for every revelation God gives to them, they are not ashamed to say, oh, this thing I've been teaching, there's a better way we can look at it. Mm. Right? They, are, they, they have been teaching these things. And I don't think this thing is correct. You know, sometimes when people come out and say, oh, this thing I've been teaching is wrong, they say, oh, you deceived us. No, it did not deceive <laughs> you. If the man is coming to say, I now know, I think you mm. should follow such a man. There are people who now know that they are teaching wrong things, but they will never. I heard of a man who, a prophet said that, you know, I think yeah, I think it was kind of thing Hagen that went when he was alive, went to a church, started teaching something, and the pastor did not attend the program. You know, said because uh, how would my people feel? He knew that it was the truth, but over his dead body will he accept that that is the truth because he has been teaching something else and he died in error, right? So I think when people come out and say, "Oh, we've been teaching this and it's not correct," but that was the light we have because you can be sincerely wrong. You can be sincere. You can be sincerely wrong. So when such people come out and say, "Please, I think you should," uh, you know, um, extend a hand of fellowship to them because they have seen the light and they are teaching the light. Now that's a set of people. However, there's another set of people who come out and they are teaching another gospel. They teach another gospel. Now that is another set of people. But how will you be saved from this? First, I'll be teaching this evening on the truth. Right? This evening on the truth. You, you must know the truth for yourself. Because even if somebody is in error, you know the scripture. Right? You know the scripture and you hold it to yourself. Now, some people do not necessarily go out. Now, this first set of, they are, they are not, I, I would not come out to teach errors. Right? However, there are times that is the knowledge available to you at that point. First, he created man and he said everything he created was good. 
later he said it is not good for man to be alone was god wrong no adam has come to another uh, uh, level of responsibility that his first state was no longer good for him you know he needed more he has more responsibility now and he needs a help that was why god said after he had said everything he created was good for adam he now said it is not good for adam to be alone why he now needs a wife they need to tend the garden together and adam would not be able to do that alone so god said it is not good was god wrong no 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 adam has only progressed in his work with god light has come in now so there's a second set there's this first set of people that as they receive light they teach the whole gospel but there's a second set of people and those are the people who are cursed those are the people who are actually cursed people who go out deliberately to teach the people lies hmm? those are the people who are cursed thank you very much sir um it is time to actually join the um, to join this conversation here and you can call in um, 0902-002-0925. 0902-002-0925. And we have a call. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Sister Yes, um, your name and uh, your yeah. question, please. My name is Brenda. Hello, from Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Yeah, thank you for the visual that this is not being there. I understand the message and get it very, very clear. Okay. But uh, I got confused when you are naming uh, this uh, other gospel and you include the uh, work as the other gospel. So I just confused. I want you to balance it for me because in the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, say that you must work as the other gospel. So I don't, this way I get it, I got it for All right. Okay. Um, I think when we were talking about, we did a series on living faith. And we, I still remember we, we got into the matter of works. You are not saved by works, you are saved by faith. And if you read Ephesians chapter 2, it puts it this way. Uh, you're saved uh, by, you're saved by, how do you say it again? By grace. Are you saved through faith? By, by grace are you saved. Through faith, for good works. I think that's in verse 5. So there is grace, there is faith, there is works. Eh? It's not works, faith, grace. It's in this order. Grace, that is, you cannot pay for it. You cannot do anything to get it. However, what you need to do is, your contribution is your faith. Your faith is that you believe these things, right? Mm. Good. However, it's for good works. You cannot say you have faith and there is no good work in you. I don't know if you understand. But you don't use your good works to get salvation. Mm. Now, so what those people were preaching, they were preaching upside down. They were not saying that it is your good works that ends you salvation. No, Christianity is not your good works that ends you salvation. It is your faith that produces good works. In fact, James said it very well. He said, you say you have faith, where is your works? He said, I will show you my works to tell you that I have faith. I don't know if you understand. Mm. So that is where the place of faith and works come in. I'm not saying that there is no works. I'm just saying that I cannot preach that it is your works that gives you salvation. No. Your works cannot give you salvation. Okay. However, your faith will produce works, good works. All right. Your faith will produce works. Hello. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Mr. Hope. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Pastor Okamuchi. Good morning, sir. That is Gabriel and a calling from Sokoma, you know, and it's a local government area of Afghanistan. Welcome, sir. Pastor, my question is this. Uh, after reading the rule of the book of Galatians, we discover how Paul rebuked the Galatian church. Is it as a result of uh, the council in Jerusalem? Because uh, Peter did what marveled Paul by separating himself from the, the, the Samaritans, that is the Gentiles. Uh, in some instances, okay. so had that bearing on what Paul, uh, how Paul rebuked the people of Galatia in those days. Thank you, and God bless. Amen. So, what's the question? <laughs> the question is that you know when Paul rebuked the the Galatians, mm. was it as a result of the happenings at the Council of Jerusalem? Was it as a fallout of that? 
it's clear why Paul rebuked them. It's, it's clear because they were getting into another gospel. That that you know, that's the reason Paul rebuked them. They were getting into another gospel. Certain persons have crept in. In fact, Jewish leaders, you know, they are now bringing the issue of washing of hands and all these festivals and say, oh, if you don't do these things, then you do not belong to to the kingdom of God. And that was why Paul rebuked them. I I don't think it was as a result of the fallout of whatever happened at the Council of Jerusalem. No, it was something that was happening at that point in time. You know, you see, you see this thing about the gospel. Um... You see this thing about the gospel. If you were, if you under, it's just that a lot of us don't know the price that people paid for these things. No, we don't. If you know the price, you will join Paul to see anyone who teaches another gospel. Let that person be accursed. How can somebody die and you say the death of that person means nothing? You say the death of Jesus means nothing. That it is your works. He came from heaven. He lacked nothing. He had everything. It came as a result of love. Then we say, no, that, 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 that work on the cross is rubbish. That work on the cross is useless. I can pay for my salvation. No, you cannot. You cannot. You have to believe in that one. And mm. why is it so? That this, the gospel is too good to be true. Why is it so difficult for us to just accept it like that? That I believe you, Jesus. Right? And I repent. Then I start following you. Then my my sins are washed. My past is washed. But we say no. Mm. We must do something. We must sow, we must sow a seed. We must mm. do something. Okay. Yeah, we, so we have another call. Hello, good morning. Good morning, sister. Morning, sir. I'm Brasil. Go ahead with your question, Brasil. Uh, please, I, I just want to contribute. And I was trying to talk about the works and the salvation. A man called Cornelius, he was trying to do that work without knowing Jesus. Okay. So that he said, in my ask me to go and look for Jesus. Exactly. So that is exactly what he was supposed to do. All right. Thank you so very much. Uh, yes, that that is it's it's apt really. Thank you so much for that contribution. Uh, please, you can actually send your contributions to our Facebook page, Word versus World. Facebook page Word versus World, and we have another call. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning. Yes, good morning. Your name and your question, sir. Uh, okay. They have been doing a very good job, and uh, I shared uh, the big discourse every Sunday. The, the issue is this. We have so many people now asking pastor, clergy, this and that. And the population of the world is increasing. And the whole now clamor for a time. When will the time be right for us to gather the people? Okay. I attended many churches, I listen to many preachings, but I did confuse them all. Okay, so do you have a question, how sir? Do we now, how do we now defend between the right and the wrong, the true and the false? Okay, sir. That's my problem. All right, sir. So, Pastor, how do we discern between the right, the wrong, the true, the false? All right, he said something that uh, we have uh, many churches, and yet the word of God is um, still scarce. Um, this is not the first time we're experiencing this. Um, this has been experienced before. Um, I think in First Samuel chapter three, um, verse one, the Bible said the word of God was scarce. Um, the word of God was scarce not because there were no churches uh, or there were no priests. There were priests everywhere, uh, but there was no word from God. You know. Now, in our days, we can see there are pastors everywhere. So then, they had pastors, they had priests, but the word of God was cursed. Now, um, there are things that are within our control. There are things that are totally not within our control. What we should do, what we can do as humans and as Christians, is to do the ones that are within our control. Um, there was something Pastor Imaba said when he was here. You know, there are structures. For example, uh, seeds were planted, and somebody came and sowed tears. You know, at the time, there was somebody, there was some, somebody, a disciple who said, let us uproot the, the tents. Jesus said, no, leave them, let them grow together. Because in, the, in trying to uproot 
the tires, you're going to injure the real the wheat. So leave them, let them grow together. When the Lord comes, he's going to separate them. He will do that himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so when are we going to get to that point? So uh, we're truth. No, don't worry. The truth and the light, in fact, is good. <laughs> do you understand? It's good so that you will know you as an individual will know what are you looking for. Mm. Do you get it? If you are looking for truth, listen, there is no one, even if you are in a desert, there is no one who yearns after God that God will not reveal himself to. There is no one. Cornelius was somewhere. But let's not forget, Cornelius' heart was panting after the true God. And God had to send Peter That's true. to the house. God sent a man, a whole apostle to the house of one man. Why? Because that man was, was, was yearning for God. So, let's do the, the best we can do. Then you as an individual, make sure you are looking for Christ and you are looking for nothing else. If you are looking for something else, you will find that thing. Okay. The Bible, I think it's in the book of Hebrews. The Bible says, because their minds were, he said, so long their mind were in Egypt, they would have seen an opportunity to go back to Egypt. Mm. Why? Because their mind is still there. So if you are, if it is a miracle you are looking for, you will find fake preachers everywhere. So leave, let's everybody, let's be doing what we are doing. The Lord knows how to separate these things. Okay. Um, hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, um, please, your name and your question quickly. Mm, I must comment Pastor Kimote. I'm also a pastor and I want to commend him for what he has been doing. Okay. But what he's saying there, I can say that he has become my thought in the field there. But what I want to tell him is that he should not be deployed or dampened by what people say in the social media. He has to carry on. That is what he okay. Even when Jesus was on earth, he was criticized. So okay. nobody is a dog criticism. Okay. All right. See, I'm not. I'm not afraid of criticism. I, I, I get your encouragement. God bless you for encouraging me. But I think the Lord has helped us, trained us to that point where uh, we are no longer. We are not afraid of criticism. We don't even get let praise get into our head, because why you are not afraid of criticism, praises can also get into your head. And I think the Lord has helped us, or is helping us. You know. That we don't allow these two things get into our heads. Well, thank you for your encouragement and thank you for your prayers. And thank everyone for those who have been giving to the work that we do here. There is a reward for you. Mm. And Christ is your reward. Amen. God bless you. Have a beautiful week. See you next Thank week. you so very much. Thank you, Pastor. And thank you, our beautiful listeners. And remember that you can still send your comments and questions to World vs. World on Facebook. And of course, at 5 p.m. today, Pastor Kemite will be live with Grace and Truth on Mixler and of course on YouTube. And until we'll see you next Sunday, the Lord be with you. I am Hope.